Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Voices for Change 2.0, the only podcast that focuses on mental health while mixing in movies, music, books, sports, and pop culture. Here are your hosts, Rebecca and Joe Lombardo. Guys, welcome to Voices for Change 2.0. Yeah, thanks for tuning in this morning. Um, if we sound funny at all in any way, uh, we've had a, a few technical difficulties on our end. Live shows. <clears throat> Live shows are awesome. <laughs> so we are <laughs> embarrassed to say we are actually calling into the show on a cell phone. Yeah. So, so uh, if it if the sound is a little wonky, we we apologize in advance. But we've been told we sound okay, so we're just gonna go with it. Yeah, we're hoping we're not being lied to in any way. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we're going with it. So thanks for, uh, thanks for sticking by the last couple of weeks we've been off. Um, it's been a rough couple of weeks. Um, for those of you that have been listening to the show for a long time, uh, or just know us on Twitter. Yeah. Um, we, we had kind of a, a massive death in our family. Uh, we lost our beloved cat Haley that we've had for 18 years. And, um, it's made things really difficult for us. It's been a, a really tough adjustment. So, um, you know, some of you have, have reached out to us and, and gave condolences and, you know, good thoughts and well wishes and mm-hmm. prayers. And for that, we are eternally grateful to you. Um, you, you know how much we loved our cat. Uh, she would sometimes pop in on the show and, you could hear her in the background, and uh, and you guys loved her too. She always got like the whenever I posted pictures or whatever, she always got the best comments from her from from you guys. And um, you know, the, I know there's a, there I can't list everybody, but there's a few specific people on on Twitter and on Facebook and even Instagram that just loved her so much and. Um, are really bummed out for us, and I'm not going to say too much because it's extremely, extremely emotional for me. I'm already getting all reclamped, so yeah. I'm not going to say too much more. But just know that uh, we needed to take some time away to kind of uh, focus on ourselves for a bit. Yeah, and also last Saturday we celebrated 18 years together as a married couple. Yep. Um, and, you know, in spite of all the troubles that we've had lately with uh, with Haley and whatnot, um, we still managed to make it a, a somewhat decent anniversary. It uh, mm-hmm. wasn't everything that we had originally planned, but, you know, such is life. Yeah. But the most important thing is we had each other, and I was yeah. off all week, and I got to spend a lot of time with Beck. Which is a good thing, because I don't know how I would have gone through all of that without you being home. So. Yeah. So thank you to Centos Corporation for giving you a week off. Yes. <laughs> yes, a much needed week off. So um that said, uh one one more thing that I'll I'll let the folks know um okay. is we decided for the betterment of ourselves uh to get a gym membership. So we're going to the gym for the first time today, and we're very excited about it. And uh, 
hopefully we can make some strides to getting healthier and moving around better and all sorts of things like that. So, you know, wish us luck. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we've done a lot of discussions with people about the importance of of physical health on your mental health. Mm -hmm. And I know for a fact that my physical health has been just in the gutter for a couple of years now. And I'm sure that that's contributing to some of the struggles that I'm going through uh, on a regular basis. So um, I'm looking forward to it. I I don't expect that the first couple of times I'm going to be able to do a whole heck of a lot, but, um, you know, I think it's going to be good for both of us. And, you know, you do it together, it's a little bit easier. So, yeah, you know, a little bit of something is way better than a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. So that's kind of, uh, it's kind of the take that we're, that we're doing on it. So that said, let's get to, uh, yes. the matters at hand. Let's get to our, Shall we? our guest today. Yeah. Uh, you want to read your lovely written, you have it right here. <laughs> I do have it I right let here. Joe write the questions last night. She did. I took, I took. Nearly uh, that's kind of a my thing. Yep. So um, if there's any terrible questions, you can direct the complaints his, his way. That's right. It's all my fault. <laughs> so um, our guest comes to us from all the way across the pond in England. She's a blogger, a survivor, an advocate, and has a great cafe concept that we're looking forward to discussing with her. So please welcome to the show, Ms. Emma Levinson. Hi, guys. Hi, Emma. Hello. Hey, Hi there. good job on the gym. I'm with you on that. I spent the morning in the gym, so. Oh, oh right it's on. It's definitely good for the old mental health and everything. Big for me. That's good, so. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Once you get in the swing of it. <laughs> Well, that's what we're hoping is to get into the swing of it, and uh, absolutely, <laughs> you know. So we're we're looking forward to it for sure. Do you guys have Planet Fitness there? No, we don't. No, I've not heard of that mm-hmm. one. Yeah, it's like a. It's funny because they they block off all their windows uh. so that people, people can't go by and like watch you work out. Oh, and it's, it's like yeah. a, it's called a judgment-free zone, and nobody's supposed to pick on you while you're working out or anything. Yeah, so that's, wow. well, that's, that's kind of why we that sounds them. fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah, judgment is what puts so many people off. I think going to the gym. So that's well, a great concept. A, yeah. If you get a chance, look up some of their commercials on YouTube because they are actually rather entertaining. There's one of a guy, this big muscle-bound guy. And he's talking to the gym people, and they're like, they're like, so what do you do? He's like, I pick things up and put them down. <laughs> and that's all the guy says. <laughs> it's hilarious. And they let him out the back door and lock him out. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> so, oh, I'll check them out. <laughs> so, good stuff. Yeah. Nice. Good on you. <laughs> <laughs> all right well if you don't have any questions for us we're just going to jump right into what we've got yeah let's go <laughs> all good Great. okay the um the first question that we ask virtually every guest is uh, where does your mental health journey begin um so mine started in 2014 so it's what five years ago now um so I'd been working in fashion for 10 years or so and loved my job. It was all going great. Um, but then I got a new boss who kind of turned things totally on its head, so to speak. 
and caused my life a misery. Um, and from there, things I stuck out at it for about six months, and I knew things weren't right, but I didn't realise quite how not right things were going for me. Um, and I gave in about after about yeah six months and gave them my notice. Um, and with that, I totally um, cracked um, in the meeting with HR. I was sort of a gibbering, crying, real mess because I just suddenly realised, even though I'd been a lot of crying and a lot of just horrible feelings going around during that six months, it all came to the surface. And so I handed them my notice and I thought from then on, oh, you know, I'm leaving the company. The company I loved, It was the issue was just with my boss. I still love the company. Um, I thought, oh, things will be fine now. You know, it's all going to get better. You know, the only way is up. But then I had about a month of job hunting with nothing, you know, not finding anything. Um, mm -hmm. And slowly, bit by bit, without even realizing it, I wasn't getting out of bed. I wasn't getting dressed. I wasn't leaving the house. And then I would only be getting dressed when my flatmate was, came in. I'd been living with my best friend. Um, and then I had the massive panic attack um and so ambulance called and um no one really knows well my friend didn't know what quite to do um my par parents ended up coming to collect me in I was went back to live with them so age 30 I didn't imagine being moving back in with my parents but that's what happened um so there was a lot of toing and froing from the doctors starting with therapists um and my psychiatrist really, he wanted me to go into hospital and be admitted, but I, I refused. I said, you know, oh, it doesn't happen to, and I'm putting in adverted commas, people like me, you know, that old saying. Mm -hmm. um, and then, so I refused and then, bumped it, then I bumped into a very, very old family friend who told me that someone they knew had been in, admitted into hospital. And with that, it clicked in my head that it can happen to anyone and it was nothing that I should be ashamed of or embarrassed about and that it was a normal thing you know so with that I went I went back to my psychiatrist and was admitted into hospital so that was yeah that was I think in the January I can't I can't remember time frames of things but for the next <laughs> year and a half two years I was in and out of hospital basically I had three inpatients and a lot of outpatients um so it was a yeah so that was three it all came to a head about three years ago like really really um escalated to its peak um and then since then i've been learning how to manage it and dealing with it and concentrating on like mental health advocacy and getting people to talk up because i think if i'd known if it was okay to talk and that what was going on with me i things would have been a whole lot different so yeah, yeah for sure yeah, because I didn't recognize yeah, any of the signs a, or what was going on or anything. So you're just a a baby, a wee baby in the uh, in the in the mental health fight here. <laughs> well, yeah, well, it was five years ago, so I'm 35. But yeah, not not the ideal 35. I'm still with my mum and dad, so still 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 they're still looking after me. <laughs> they're amazing. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, know. no, I'm amazed. Lucky to have the amazing support that they are. So. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, you know, I, I feel bad about what you went through because, you know, you had your had your dream job going. Mm. And, you know, it, it's it's funny how 
one person with a bad attitude can just mess up your whole life, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, um, you know, it, it sucks because it, it sounds kind of like a real-life Devil Wears Prada kind of situation. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, it was just uh, – the funny thing is it was – for me, it was just my boss that was causing my misery. The company was incredible, and I still – love the company but I actually found out a few months ago that someone else I was working with had also been going through something similar um so it was but no no one could talk about anything how they were really feeling because it's the fashion world you know um but it was incredible to discover that someone else had been going through something and we'd both been putting on that happy exterior you know that you that you expected to so yeah. Well, there's a lot of a lot of pressure that comes from a job in in the fashion industry. I would think, you know, I I personally am not, you know, a fashionista. I wear what I want to wear because it's comfortable. Yeah, but that's I me nowadays. That, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I know that if you're you're in that field, you know, there's kind of an expectation, maybe not said out loud, but kind of thought of uh, that you know, you need to look a certain way and act a certain way. And um, I can imagine that there must have been a lot of pressure. Yeah, there, you know, there was a bit. I mean, not as much as I think people, I mean, I know in some companies it's heavy, heavy on that. But where I was working, it, it wasn't so much stress on that. But, well, at least I, I'm such a laid back person. I never really play up to those pressures or anything. I just, um, yeah, but yeah, no, there is always that pressure. But. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely good. I I that would that would be my first mm-hmm. my first concern if I tried to get into a job in that field would be um I dress like I live in a paper sack. <laughs> <laughs> but my my fashion choice is frumpy, and uh, I, I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about comfort now. It's that's long gone now. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but it you know, was it was funny because it was was my dream job at the time, but it wasn't. Um, I realise now, looking back, at how like one dimensional it is, and how much it actually didn't matter, and how much happier I am now doing things that matter. You know, mm-hmm. I say when I graduated from college. My tutor said to me because I was in it was a handbag, um, a handbag designer. He said to me the parting words were, "There's more to life than a handbag." Um, to which we all laugh but now it's like really like I'm looking back and it's like there's so much more to life than a handbag it's like <laughs> people go through what you know all the struggles in life and there uh, we are worrying about what a handbag looks like and so now mm-hmm. I love what I do and you know making a real difference to people yeah, helping definitely. people you know um, that's good yeah when you were when you were struggling did you have the the support of family and friends my family have uh, absolutely phenomenal. Um, my mum's suffered with um, depression as well, so it's sort of known in the family, but they have been like my absolute rocks. And I've got incredible friends, you know, it's been very testing for some people, um, but but I've got a really solid group of friends who, you know, everyone's dealt with it in different ways, and I think people don't really know how to deal with it when you're seeing a loved one going through everything that I've been going was going through and you know hospital and things you know it's scary for people to see and some people yeah but I've got real rocks around me and friendships which have transformed in like the best way and um 
yeah, and my old friend um, Sophie, who I started the cafe, which I'll speak more to you about later. Um, mm-hmm. We we'd lost contact for ten years, and we've become the best of friends now. You know, um, supporting each other because we bumped we bumped each back into each other after total ten years, and it was a total fluke. Um, she <laughs> was at the Chinese restaurant around the corner from my house, and she lives the other side of London. Um, and we'd not seen each other and we were chatting. We both realised that both of us were going through such severe breakdowns that around very different triggers. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so she's back in my life after yeah all that time and we've supported each other and got each other through it. Um, yeah, well, getting each other still through it, you know, the ups and downs and everything that is coping with it and living with the mental illnesses that we have. And, you know. Hey, Emma, when I was doing my, my research uh, yeah. for the show today, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and you mentioned yourself that, uh, you know, you, you were living with your best friend in your, in, in your flat and, you know, working your dream job and all that. Yeah. Um, are you, do you still associate with that friend? Are you still friends with her or? Um, I think friendship, did... friendships change a lot. Um, and um, yeah, we we still um, you know speak to each other. I think things test friendships, um, and mm. you know people. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's learning, you know, how people. I think people relationships in life. Um, you know, people can support each other and are there for you know. Like, I can't explain it, but yes, we are still. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no. It's, exactly. No, go for it. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, it's it's hard because, you know, sometimes you go through what you went through or, you know, what Beck has gone through in the past and you really find out who your true friends are. Mm. And you know, you've got people that will stick through you stick with you through the bad stuff and you've got people that will you know, walk away and you know, so the fact that, you know, she saw what you were going through and, you know, is still a part of your life. That's Yeah, of course. Awesome. I think, yeah, I think, you know, the good friends are there. You know, I think friendships change, dynamics change. Um, but mm-hmm. the people who you're with, uh, you know, I think the people who really know you are there. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of friendships have changed and people I haven't been so very close to. It's actually amazing what something like this can do to friendships and relationships and yeah, and like you realise the importance and what you need from people as well. But I know my whole experience, I'm a very different person um, as well yeah. from what I was before. I used to be, you know, I, a, f- a friend used to say to me, she jokes with me, she was like, you never used to be able to talk with us all over a cup of tea. And she's like, but now you're able, you can stand up in front of a room of people and talk about yourself and what you've been through. And like, you're, you're your own person now. Um, mm-hmm. And I am, I'm a very different person. And strangely, it's given me a lot of confidence, like speaking up, because um, it's something I'm so passionate about now, because if I felt able to speak up, I'm sure this, it, it would have happened at some point. I know, I know it would, because I think, um, there's a lot of things I think in the past I haven't really dealt with. Um, so I'm sure this was bubbling under the surface, but if I, if people are able to talk, um, 
yeah, I've totally lost my train of thought, but no, no. <laughs> I tend to do that, so just rein me in. <laughs> oh, it's no problem. We do it too, so don't yeah. worry. Yeah. Um, um, no, what? but people have had to like get used to the change in me as well as long, as well as me getting used to me being a different person. I think me being a different yeah. person in friendship groups as well has changed things. So, what made you want to come forward and tell your story? Well, what happened was is so after my final hospital admission, um, I decided that I needed to, well, not needed to, but I wanted to explain to people where I had been and that I hadn't been being rude and ignoring people. Um, so I did a Facebook post and was totally transparent about what I what had been through and where I'd been for the two years um and what people had done to help and you know like the little things and it was quite a long post but with that the response like people I hadn't spoken to in years were private messaging me like so many people saying oh my gosh I've been through that and uh, you know like oh my gosh it's so nice to hear someone else being going through it and all these people you would never have thought would have been you know it's that typical you know that, that mask we all wear to hide it um so with that response and people actually saying oh my gosh you can write now at school I was put down it's like you can't write you're so dyslexic you're this and that you know I was quite but people could see that I could write so I started my blog um, which is slowed down now I don't really concentrate on that as much at the moment um, because Mm. I was writing a lot a lot and I've realized now because I was kicking myself last year you know why what's happening why aren't doing the blog you know what why I should be writing putting this pressure on myself but I've realized that actually the blog was the sort of therapy for me you know I was using it Mm -hmm. to say how I was feeling and to explain things to other people but it was also explaining it to myself Um, so even though at the time I thought I was writing for other people um, a lot of it was for me as well and I always felt strongly that I would never write anything if it wasn't something that flowed out naturally I didn't want to be someone that forced anything um and it just it has naturally slowed down but my focus has also been now transferred onto the cafe um the CBT cafe so it's been an organic process but um it was that one Facebook post that got me talking and realizing how much how so many other people were suffering and going through things but not able to talk so if I'm able to talk and be that one more person to talk up, then that one more person can inspire someone else. And then hopefully, well, as slowly, slowly people, more and more people are starting to talk up. But the one more person that does. <laughs> I've got kind of a a, a a side question. I we've we've spoken to several people from the, from the UK on. Here and I've I've never gotten the opportunity to ask anything about um, the royals and how you may perceive the the young royals coming out and doing whatever they're capable of doing for mental health and making it a conversation there too. Is that something that you find genuine, or is do you think it's kind of hokey? I think whatever people can do to inspire people to and make people feel able to talk the better you know like if they can inspire someone um you know they you know they're prime examples for people that have been through you know they've 
been through a lot and had to bottle it up and not been able to show it. So I think what they're doing now is incredible. I think on some levels, maybe it doesn't represent, you know, the real deeper mental illnesses and things, but to just get people, the younger generations as well, to see them talking out, you know, who they are role models to some people, to see them able mm-hmm. to talk, you know, I think, I think it's, I think it's great. You know, I know there's a lot, there are people that criticize it and, you know, oh, it's not, but I, I think it's great. I just think the more people that can talk up, you know, I think we, you know, at the end of the day, it's that line, we've all got mental health. Um, right. And so they're talking about their struggles and what they've been through. So good on them. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think personally, I think, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for taking the time <laughs> to answer. It's been in the back of my but my <laughs> thought is always the more more people that can talk, the better. So, right. All um, right. Well, we've got to take a quick break. Uh, so we are going to catch you guys on the other side. So hang in there. This is Adrian Christian with his eyes on the sparrow. And I know he won't. 
Welcome back to Voices for Change 2.0. I don't know why my voice suddenly got deeper, but I'm going to go with it. Uh, my name's Joe. The lady sitting next to me is Rebecca. She's cute as a button. You guys got to see her. And uh, on the phone with us is Miss Emma Levinson, all the way from the UK. Hey. Hey. From London. From London. London. Do you like Wizard? What's that? Sorry, it broke up. Do you like Eddie Izzard? Yeah, he's all right, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't love, I don't not love, so yeah. He's one of our, our favorite people in the world. Yeah. <laughs> we absolutely adore him. Yeah. yeah. It was it was uh it was funny. Here's a here's a quick little tiny uh tiny story. Um when Beck and I were dating uh eighteen years ago. Eighteen years ago. <laughs> I go over to her house one night, and she says, oh, I got this this comedy show I want to show you. Um, it's this comedian named Eddie Izzard, you know, and, and the show is Dressed to Kill. And I had already seen it on HBO and thought it was just brilliant. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I know this guy. And I was so bummed, too, because I wanted to be the one to, like, Launch it to the world and be like, it was me. I said it was for me. <laughs> and and right away it was it was yet one more thing that we had in common, and uh, then then we fell in love. Yeah. Aww. So, uh, the wizard is responsible for our love. <laughs> the rest is history, so they say. Yeah, him him and WWE wrestling. Oh, we won't go into that. Yeah, um, it's pretty terrible. So, um, we're going to jump back into our questions here. We went a little off track. Yeah. (laughs) We lost some time there going down memory lane. Yeah, not not to mention our cat walking in completely soaked. (laughs) So, that's fun. fun We have a a second one, and he has decided that he likes to jump into the laundry sink (laughs) with the Um, washer greens into it. Yeah. And he jumps and rolls around and then comes back up here soaking wet. And lays oh, down nice. on our bed. <laughs> yeah, so he's, he's currently soaked and on our bed, and that's that's fun for us. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely fun. All right. Cat so stuff for now. When yeah. He's inundated everyone with cat stuff. Let's back <laughs> off on that. Yes. All right. So your, your personal blog is called uh, Balloons and the Brain. Balloons and the Brain, yeah. Where does this title come from, and what can our listeners find there when they stop by? 
Um, so the name came from when I was in hospital um, in art therapy. Um, the first time I was in hospital, I couldn't do art therapy. It brought back too much. It was a bit too triggering from me. Um, mm -hmm. The second time I was in hospital, for some reason, I got images of balloons um, just in my head. Um, and from then on, every art therapy session, I would use a balloon. And the balloon is, sort of, is my inspiration because balloon represents hope. It can be pop it can be blown up which is so many things you know that refer also to mental health you know we we crash we go pop we look at the balloon as hope, hope and we're blown back up again you know while we're recovering and learning the coping mechanisms you know so to me a balloon was just turned into a big metaphor for everything um so that's where the balloon came from the balloons the balloons in the brain the name just came into me overnight I think I I go through these periods of having just sudden ideas that I have to just go and I have to do and I don't really think about so I went to bed with no blog one evening and woke up the next morning with a full blog it was up and running it had everything there um so it was really one of those moments um where I just went with it um so it happened without really thinking about it um and it's quiet now, the blog, but it's got a lot of, it's got some guest blogs. It's um, got a lot about my experience and just informative ones as posts as well about what anxiety feels like, what depression feels like. Um, but I don't focus on it so much anymore. I will come back to it. I know I will. But at the moment, um, as I say, I, I like to write really when I've got a passion and got a flow to it and it just, natural it's organic so I haven't written on it a while but it's by no means finished but um it's just quiet at the moment mm -hmm. cool okay yeah so I, my, I, I do the same thing yeah and it was much needed when I was doing it you know as I said before it was my therapy that I needed at that time as well for me um but yeah no so now my focus is on the cafe um and studying because I'm retraining to be a counsellor as well so a lot going on at the moment with um oh, great. So, yeah yeah so yeah and and what is the balloons in the brain anxiety toolkit so i created um a big of the coping mechanisms um i was taught for when i was having a panic attack or anxiety was a lot of um to ground you so it's a kit that uses all your senses so it's got a stress ball to play with as a, as a distraction it's got your sour sweets as a taste distraction you know it's really using the senses um as your distraction um out of you know when you're having that awful panic attack or anxiety um to ground you so it was something i was told about in hospital and i thought gosh people could really do with being able to buy something that's fully to be put together so yeah so Basically, it's got a scent in as well, so people can choose what smell they want and um, to make it personal to them. So smells are such a personal thing as well. So mm -hmm. it's all about using senses to get you through those awful anxiety moments or panic attacks or when you're on the tube or train, you know, public transport. I went through a period of not being able to get on the tube. Um, and so then I used that to distract me to be able to and to cope in crowds and to things. So, yeah, so that's what the anxiety toolkit is. It's a, something that people can buy to help distract them, you know. 
during very cool. the attacks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not something I've spoken about in a while. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're very we're very thorough here at Voices. You are indeed. <laughs> <laughs> um all right. So I'm I'm actually gonna skip the, the next question because I wanna jump into the one that, that we we've kinda hinted at uh for the last half hour, which is please tell us about cake before therapy. Yeah, so this it's a cake before therapy C B T cafe. It's a cafe I started with my friend who I mentioned earlier, who was my friend from university, um, who I'd not seen in ten years, Sophie, and we bumped into each other um and found out we were both going through what we were going through. And from that moment on we met up every week for tea and cake. You know, very British, you know. <laughs> we say we we went to all the different cake shops across London. But during these meetups and conversations we were talking about absolutely everything and anything to do with what we were going through, mental health, you know, absolutely everything. You know, there was nothing we couldn't talk about. Um, to the point that sometimes on a couple of occasions people on the next table actually were glaring at us and sometimes moved tables because it was some things were very controversial and things that you don't hear people talking about Um, but actually the ability for us to be able to do that and have those open conversations talking about absolutely everything any thoughts um, was has been crucial to our recovery and getting to where we are now so we thought you know we need to offer this environment to other people where people can meet each other and not talk as in therapy it's not you know just talk to people going through the same things you know so cake for therapy is basically a pop-up cafe um and where people come just to share their stories and eat lots of cake um because (laughs) who doesn't like cake and (laughs) um it's very safe, stigma-free. Everyone's there for a reason. You know, everyone's there because they want to talk um, or they want to learn or they're supporting someone who, and they, you know, need help and advice. So it's just a space where everyone can talk anything mental health, anything that's on their minds. Um, and it's a very special environment. It's very special. Um, so, so, yeah, we're run in London. Um, I've just got a grant to run it on my own so we've been running it in private um Mm. spaces but now i'm running it on my own yeah so it's it's a really special environment and one that you know people come again and again and it's sort of built up these lovely little friendships and relationships which is what we were hoping to do you know introduce people Mm. to each other so that they've got got new friends yeah that's very cool bring cake as well sometimes and People love to show oh, off nice. their bakes, so <laughs> and then cooking as well as its own sort of form of therapy. So yeah, I got to tell you, I saw some of the pictures on the website from some of your <laughs> events you got coming up, and it made me want cake. Yeah, <laughs> so thanks so for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it's an absolutely wonderful concept. I, I think it's uh, you know uh, a great thing. You know, not, nothing quite brings people together like food and especially yeah. desserts. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, being able to, you know, sit in a relaxed environment and, you know, have a piece of cake and have a, a cup of, you know, for you guys, a cup of tea for us over here, a cup of coffee. We um, have coffee too, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but uh you know just having that that nice kind of low key environment to talk about what's going on with your life without having it necessarily be um you know something like 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 going to a therapist can sometimes be intimidating for a person especially the first time they go and you know they might not always un- unload <clears throat> what they need to and mm. you know not and that's not to say don't go to a therapist by any means if you need a therapist go to a therapist but um being able to have you know just sit down and have a a uh conversation with a person either a friend or you know sometimes even a, a perfect stranger and yeah. just being able to do that in a relaxing environment, you know, that can really be beneficial. You know, Absolutely. It, it's uh, it's low stress, and you can kind of take a load off. You don't have to think about everything, you know. So I love the concept. I, I really do. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's been like people do love it who come, you know, and it's um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's pretty and, special and, actually. I know, so I, say you, <laughs> I know you mentioned on, on your website there that um, you had plans for setting up permanent uh, CBT cafes. Uh, how far uh, along are you with that? Well, that's my long, long-term dream is to have a standalone cafe, um, which can be host events, you know, mental health events and the cafe, my cafe, this cafe as well, but then also like have therapy rooms and things but I it's a while off but that is my absolute dream um mm-hmm. but for the time being yeah we run once a month um yeah so it's yeah so it's yeah <laughs> I'd love to be able to run it more but yeah but at the moment that's all we can do so um but and we do private ones as well but um mm-hmm. yeah because I I, I like to be able to offer the, I, they're free of charge. I don't charge, you know, for people to come because I want people to be able to talk and it to not have that pressure either. So it's literally just drop in for a nice cup of tea and a cake. And yeah. So, yeah. so long term, I would love to have my own standalone, just like mental health little hub thing, you know, for yeah. loads of people to just drop into. So. That's a long-term dream. <laughs> That's a, it's a good dream to have, though, and yeah, I, definitely. I I think it would be, you know, honestly, a, a it'd be a great thing to have set up for people. You know, mm. uh, you know, you, you see what we have going on, on on this side of the Atlantic with all the stresses people have going on over here, and yeah, there's a lot of fear right now, and yeah, um, it, it's being able to have a little place like that that a person can just pop into and chill out. Yeah. You know, talk, talk yeah, about what's there's so mind. much fear everywhere, and you know, so it is to have the space and to, you know, mm-hmm. there's just the world is full of such horribleness at the moment that um, people, yeah, just awful. Yeah. Camaraderie. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's coming together. Mm-hmm. And, Helping, yeah, you know. you're not going to get that from you just your regular average therapist. Yeah, and everyone's different thoughts as 
well to things you know um sometimes we get some quite controversial remarks and things you know but that but that's that person's view you know and that's great you know that everyone's able to express what they think and everyone listens you know even if a view is controversial it's still taken on and it's not judged you know everyone you know everyone can say what they want and know that no one's going to say no you're wrong because that's how that person feels and what that person thinks and that's you know we're all our unique selves which is what brings everyone to where they are and and that's also what gives people the help you know, total different takes and views and what people's coping mechanisms are. So, Yeah, that's that's one thing that's really important with what's going on right now, like on, like on the Twitter community and stuff, is, mm. you know, back with their, with their Keep Talking MH hashtag, you know, we're promoting being able to talk about what's going on, what you're going through, and bringing different points of view into the conversation. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's it's a it's it's important. It just is, you know. Yeah. So. So, uh, <laughs> what would you, you know, there's there's we're still all trying to fight this this dreaded stigma that we're we're having to deal with uh, because of mental health concerns, mm. mental illness, what what have you. What what do you think that? we could be doing that we're maybe missing out on at this at this point um i think it's it's just i think it all comes down to talking more and actually being truthful um and just the more conversations every people can have the more that happens the more bit by bit the stigma can reduce and it is slowly but it's sort of yeah it's talking like I'm I'm big behind just being able to talk about it being truthful how you feel I think a lot of people when they ask me now how are you it's like they know from me I will get the truthful absolute how I really am feeling because I can't do that oh yeah I'm fine because Mm -hmm. that's what got me to where I got so um so yeah so I think being honest like with those close to you as well being able to feel you can say you're not okay and to reach out for help because we all need help you know we all go through times um yeah so it's making people feel able to and to yeah. open up mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah okay sounds good i think it's that a good answer, answer. <laughs> <laughs> basically you know, talk you know you know yeah so with your with your cafe that that you know currently you're doing it once a month, mm-hmm. you know, just mainly because it looks really good and I'm really hungry right now. <laughs> Where do all the cakes come from? Well, we get some donated, and we've also got this wonderful baker. Um, she's crumbs up London, um, and she started baking um, for her mental health. Um, so she's our resident baker. <laughs> Oh. So, yeah, and then I bake some, and, um, yeah, so it's a real mix, but people do love, also love to bring in their bakes. We should find that at one of the private ones we run. It's in a community, and people love to come in and show off what they've made. You know, they come in with their plate of cake or whatever, and they come in with this proud, you know, like, look what I've made. 
um, <laughs> you know, because people love it. You know, so it's a mixture of places where they come from, but they're always very tasty. And well, obviously, I have to try them all because I'm running it. So. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Starting this last uh, holiday season, I started watching baking shows on TV. Yeah, she did. And that's <laughs> never been a thing that I I really enjoyed. But all of a sudden at Halloween, they had some funny, you know, uh, big creature kind of contests and stuff. And mm. and I thought that was really entertaining. And then I went through to. Uh, the Christmas ones, and you know, I got to where I had my favorite bakers, and I was rooting yeah. for them and yelling at the TV. And, and then, <laughs> then of course, there's the, the the great baking. Was was it the Great British baking? Great British baking. We've got the great Great British Bake Off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, so I was with a friend yesterday who got very excited. She's like, oh, it's nearly Bake Off time, you know. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Last year she was like, I'm going to enter it, but yeah, she didn't. No, the, the funny part, the funny part of these these shows is that I get so into them, and then I'm like, oh, I wonder if that person's on Twitter. That's yeah. like my first yeah. kind of thinking. So I actually I connected with my favorite baker on Twitter after watching her win. I think she she won. Didn't Maeve win? Uh, I'm pretty sure she won the whole thing. Yeah. And I contacted her, and she was just really down to earth and cool, and it it was fun. So, I'm uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of a dork that way. Like I'm really I really get emotional about famous people. Yeah. Well, well, one of the Bake Off, the people that won the Bake Off, I can't remember when it was a couple of years ago. Um, she actually just did a big. Uh, documentary over here because she was severe anxiety as well so it um they you know she had a documentary on how like cbt have helped her and as in the therapy sort not the cafe unfortunately but <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so yeah so she was baking for her anxiety as well and she's she's amazing yeah are you having any difficulties uh with people asking you about the cbt what do you like mean confusion. Because of cognitive behavioral therapy. Yeah, um, I think um, I stress it more as cake before therapy and then, or I say CBT cafe, cake before therapy. Um, So I haven't had any confusion yet. Um, Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the first things I I thought of. I was like, I hope she doesn't have any any trouble with that. (laughs) No, yeah, no, because we call it more cake before therapy and then CBT cafe, you know. but mm-hmm. then once people clock onto it, they love it. <laughs> um, better, yeah. better, better that than tea and cake will death. Yeah. We shouldn't be trying to do English accents when we've got an English guest. Yes, I know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I'm really fighting the urge. I, you, oh, you have no idea. <laughs> I'm 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 gonna drive a nuts later. <laughs> Quite good. That's my plan. <laughs> I'm gonna talk like this the whole rest of the day for her and just drive her nuts. Yeah. And then she'll fuck me. <laughs> no, but I was watching Austin Powers earlier today. So oh gosh, I haven't no. seen that in a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's on it's on Amazon Prime right now. 
So hey. yeah. <laughs> Once I pull down the prime, you know, I'm then I'm just binge oh, watching yeah, everything. It's, it's easy to do. It's, yeah. You know, flip, flip and through all the Bill and Ted's. Oh, that's great. Yeah. All right. So why don't you tell us uh, what is coming up next for you as opposed to listening to Joe's interesting viewing habits? <laughs> <laughs> well, so, well, we're just, I'm just really trying to push and grow the cafe. Um, but I'm also juggling my studies as well. So I'm about to finish my counseling course in December so it's sort of juggling everything and then I'll be a counselor as well so so yeah so it's really pushing this cafe at the moment because I just I want to yeah want to be able to do many more of them so yeah so that will you be an an LCSW or or is there another term for it or what's that what of when you uh become a counselor is yeah. there? Do you have like a term after your name? Um, I don't know. I don't think I will have some sort of letters. I haven't. Don't know what it would be actually. That's a good question. Here <laughs> it's most often um, LS, LCS, LCSW, licensed yeah. clinical social worker. Um, usually, is, we get a lot of those. Uh, yeah. No, I but. don't have that one. I don't know. Yeah. Not sure. I'm just curious. Yeah. No pressure. I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> the the last question I got for you is how do you get the word out on your cafe when you when you do it every month? Is it do people is there like a sign up sheet or um, know, well I group? I've got the Facebook group and I post it on Instagram and Twitter, but and then yeah, so it's just through social media and then I fly a lot around. London as well, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm trying to get into contact with a lot of the GP surgeries, so um, you know the local doctor surgeries and things because well because of the whole NHS and the no funding for mental health as well that it's so this is a free service that I can offer people, so I'm trying to speak a lot to the different local doctors as well. Okay, that's so, great. Yeah, yeah. Oh. but yeah, no social media, yeah. Instagram and Facebook. And what are your social media links if, if we have anyone that wants to get a hold of you? Um, it's CBT underscore cafe. And that's on Twitter, Instagram, on Twitter and, and Instagram. And Facebook, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. All of them. Okay, yeah. perfect. Very excellent. Yeah. Well, we're we're down to the wire. Yeah. We, oh, well, thanks, guys, for having me. <laughs> it's been great to talk as well. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, it was great having you. Yeah, stay on the line, and yeah. uh, we're going to get our last song going, but we want to be able to say goodbye to you off the air. So um, everybody out there, you're going to be listening to Brandon Carmody. I think I'm saying that right. Mm-hmm. Uh, apologies if I'm not. And the song is called Voices. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next week. Oh
Welcome to Astro Kiki Radio. We are the e-news of astrology. Today, we'll be diving into the cosmic guidance from the stars, celebrities, and entertainment lifestyle. Thanks for joining us, and let's see what the universe has in store. Hello, world, and welcome to this week's episode of Astro Kiki Radio. We are the e-news of astrology. My name is Kyle Thomas, and I'm a pop culture astrologer. You may know me as the resident astrologer of Horoscopes and Horoscopes Daily on Instagram. We are partnered with Horoscopes and Horoscopes Daily, so make sure to follow all of us on Instagram. Also, like, comment, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. This week, we have lots of crazy astrological magic here for you as well as the hottest celebrity news in in Hollywood and 
a gorgeous, immaculate celebrity guest with us here today. We are recording from my home in the Hollywood Hills. Hello guys, Sam Davidson here, entertainment news journalist, pop culture junkie, and aficionado of everything Hollywood and celebrity. I'm super excited to be here. I'm on a bit of a high because I actually just interviewed Oprah, like, 30 minutes ago, so it's very exciting. I'm excited, but I'm even more excited about our celebrity guest here today. Welcome, Allie Levine. How are you? Thank you. Oh, my God, my mouth literally just dropped open. I'm like, Oprah, okay, I can't compare to that, but, like, that's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. I I think I'm still processing. I bet, yeah. I'm like, Oprah, wow. She touched my arm, um, so I'll touch everyone's arm. Yes, please. um, Spread it, spread it. And through podcast world, I'm touching your guys' arm. Wow. But Allie... Soak that shit up, guys. Soak that shit up. Soak it up. But Allie is an extremely accomplished and just like a badass woman. So I'm going to tell you a bit about her. Uh, She was born and raised in New York, and she's worked for some of the biggest names in the fashion industry, including Fragments, Coach, Target, all a part of their development and design. And she's an expert when it comes to creating looks for her celebrity clients, from red carpet appearances, music videos, to world tours. Allie is a unique thumbprint that displays her talent as a fashion stylist, and Hollywood has taken notice, which is really, really cool. So your New York persona has taken the limelight, and she's recently appeared with her husband on Bravo's hit show, Stripped. Um, And as a TV correspondent, she's covered red carpets just like me uh, with Celebrity Page TV, who I know. I always see them on the carpet. They're amazing. Yeah, and you make regular appearances promoting yourself as a brand, and you are an influencer, and you are a new mother. Yeah, wow. kind of a goddess. (laughs) I love you. I'm like, wow, okay, this this intro, like, makes me really excited, but also makes me really tired. (laughs) Isn't it kind of cool, though, when you hear it back, like, from another person, you're just like, wow, I did that. Yeah, you kind of sit there and like, wow, okay, yeah, you're talking about me. Like, let me just pat myself on the back a little bit. (laughs) And, I mean, first of all, how old is your your daughter? Amelia Ray is 16 months old. And you look amazing. Oh, thank you. Mama's getting there. We're working on it. (laughs) You're an extremely busy woman. Um, Tell me a little bit about what that transition was like to becoming a mother while also juggling being this kind of Hollywood personality. It was wild, to be honest. Um, When I got pregnant, it was kind of just unexpected. It was like, hey, we're, you know, do we do this show on Bravo? It's all about having everything taken away, super vulnerable. Next thing I know, I'm pregnant. And it was like, I mean, literally, we were like, all right, we'll get off the pill and see what happens. And in my mind, I was told, hey, like six months to a year usually is what you need. And I mean, I'm very blessed that it was a super fast situation, but I was so not prepared for it. And so I was just like, hey, here it is. Universe is giving it to you. And I went from being like always at these Hollywood events to then being pregnant at these Hollywood events and being sick. Like I would walk up to the red carpet and they'd be like, hold on, I need to go throw up and I'll be back. Like it was like a real struggle. And I know that's like total first world problems, but that was my life and my reality. And I had to like navigate my pregnancy with clients and their energy and all the craziness that goes with that and like pregnancy energy. And I was really trying to like keep this safe space for my daughter and all of these things. So it was really wild. And then my birth was like, nothing like what I planned and that all went out the window so I felt like all of it was just so crazy and then trying to kind of get back in to that Hollywood world in the beginning was really hard and it was like really discouraging and really honestly kind of negative for me and I had to like pull myself out because 
I was so down on myself. I was like, I don't look like any of these people anymore. I can't do Botox and fillers. I can't do this to myself. You know, I, I couldn't, like, turn it on the way I used to. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of needed to, like, take a step back and just, like, go within and do the work within myself. And now, finally, with Amelia being, you know, 16 months out, I'm finally in a way better place where I feel like I can just embrace me and I don't have to be, you know, that Hollywood look and I, I can just be Allie and be cool with it and there's nothing wrong with that but like that's not the space I'm in anymore and I am a mom and you know I am in a different space in my mind and energy and spiritually and all these things from having a child because your child does that to you and so it's been like this wild crazy magical journey but I wouldn't trade any of it and I, I completely understand I mean there's so many cookie cutter people in this industry and we think that's what we're supposed to be like mm-hmm. sound like look like but it sounds like what you've been through and some of the things I've been through, too, it, it's what makes you unique. Like, how are, how are people supposed to remember you? Right. Just like everybody else. It's true. And there's only one you, right? And I always tell people, normal is a setting on a washing machine. Nobody wants to be normal. Absolutely. <laughs> so, oh, my God, that's good, yeah. Yeah, totally. you know? So it, it is true. And, and thank you for saying that. And it took me a while. You know, it took me, like you said, experiences I went through, my hard birth, you know, that was a 42-hour, you know, long, crazy, you know, journey that I didn't expect to then going through postpartum depression and all these things that, like, I was not prepared for and I did not think, like, were going to happen to me. And then now I look back and I'm like, wow, maybe the universe kind of gave it to me for a reason. Maybe I needed, like, that pause. Maybe I did need to go within and work on me and say to myself, I don't have to be this cookie cutter. And even though I am in this industry and I love what I do and I love being in the mix, it doesn't mean that I have to sacrifice myself. And I think maybe for years that's what I've been doing. Absolutely. Well, I cannot wait till Kyle gets into your chart later in the episode. Mm-hmm. But before we get there, we, of course, have our weekly astrological forecast coming for you guys. Yeah, you guys, we have such an amazing month ahead. And I'm just so excited to really share that with you. And so, you know, this week is pretty big. So I'm going to try to make it, you know, run, rattle through it as quickly as possible for you. So get your calendar out and write this down. So we have some absolutely magnificent rays sparkling in the sky, and on the 7th, the sun, ruling our energy and focus, dances with Jupiter, the planet of miracles and luck. This is one of the best times of the year, and it will also spill on over into the 8th. You should be feeling on top of the world and enjoy warm and friendly relationships with everyone. You should see your high, your high spirits, enthusiasm, and self-confidence uh, to, to allow you to actually associate better with people and bring good fortune into your life. There may be a tendency to sit back and just enjoy this happy vibe, but in doing so, you're actually going to miss out on some of the opportunities. So that's the thing about astrology that I'm always talking about, is go out and seize the day. Go out and make that happen. Because if, it's, if, you're, if that energy is naturally forecasted for you, you can harness it and imprint it into your life, into your relationships, into your endeavors, and really keep that kind of energy going for a long time. So... You know, also financial gains are really possible on the 7th as well that will increase your satisfaction in your life. So do something of great importance during this time because you are extremely lucky right now. So set a meeting, sign a contract, or at least reach out to someone that you want some extra luck on your side for. So that would be the day, uh, you know, as you guys know, we do some pre-taping sometimes. So that would be the day that this podcast comes out. 
So if you guys lucky, are, lucky. yeah, if you guys are listening to this week's uh, episode of Astro Kiki, this is the day to do those things that Kyle just spoke Absolutely, up. absolutely. I'm, but, I'm making a mental note right now. I'm like, okay, I do have a couple concerts. I think pending. I gotta, I gotta get on that. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna bring you more money and prosperity over time. Okay. Yeah, so that's really, really good to know. Great. But this energy is also going to spill into the eighth, like I said. But we also have another immaculate, incredible energy as well. So, on the eighth, we have. Uh, another one of the most magnificent days of the year because of a different actual alignment. Venus, the planet of love and beauty, is kissing Jupiter, planet of miracles. This brings good cheer, optimism, and plenty of love on your side. This is one of the most looked forward to uh, times of the entire year and is of extremely special interest to anyone seeking love. If you are single and <laughs> want to find someone, go and get that dick. Like, I like you gotta like get out there. I'm sorry. That's well, like, also, like, um, if you guys are in Los Angeles, Kyle is actually the host of an event on uh, Thursday night, which is the the evening you're speaking of. Yes, then. actually, and, so, and it's funny because this specific alignment is perfect for parties, socializing. Mm-hmm. Everyone's gonna be feeling more just more popular, more excited. You'll meet people through you know that are good at beneficial beneficial contacts. I actually was brought on by Urban Outfitters to host this event and so it's Ooh, um, congrats thanks so it's super exciting. excited yeah it's, it's super super what fun. is the event uh so we're actually bringing together it's kind of like a collective of art and music and it's kind of eclectic and it's at space 1520 uh-huh. and in hollywood so if you are in los angeles make sure to come say yeah. hello and it's and called you cool. can sit with us yeah. i love it yeah, mean girls reference yeah i was gonna say love. come on everyone knows that yeah, <laughs> yeah. so yeah i mean we're, i'm pretty excited that's because awesome I think it's going to be a lot of fun, Sounds you know, good. and I'm definitely going to meet a man, so, Ooh, um, put it out there. I, I, I mean, the stars are aligned, so <laughs> this is going to happen, um, and if you have someone already, you can use this energy to really infuse, yeah, it's like, all right, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll go for baby number two, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. been talking about it, we've been, like, dancing <laughs> around it, and I'm like, okay, I'm listening to this, and I'm like, hmm, maybe it's a good time to go for it, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, you know, it would be a really, really blessed time, so, yeah, you know, gifts, compliments are going to be kind of pouring into everybody's lives at this point in time. If you have any offers, invitations, or dates that come your way on this day, it means that divine luck is actually infused into them, and you should say yes. So you should, I mean, obviously, unless, you know, you're in a relationship with someone. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like, and whatever it be, whatever your setup set is, you know, just... If you are allowed to be in a way that you right. can receive, if it aligns in some way, shape, or form, you should go for it. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you said that about seizing an opportunity because yeah. I think that like so many of us, especially like us sitting here, like mm-hmm. you have learned over the years to seize those opportunities because if you don't, they're gone, and you kind of wonder like, oh, if I had done that, would it have led me somewhere else? Exactly. So mm-hmm. I think that's really good advice. Okay. Well, what about? Um, I know that we are like today is last week, but. Um, so just an update. Can I just give an update yeah, to our listeners that probably don't care at all about my <laughs> love life? Um, but I, I want to know. I think it's funny. Um, so we were talking about Mercury retrograde and all of this, and there's a guy that was kind of like ghosting me on and off. Mm-hmm. He had his own issues going okay. on. 
Um, but he came back into my life a couple of weeks ago and apologized for, oh. for disappearing. And I'd had a few glasses of wine. I just worked a full weekend at Comic-Con. I was exhausted. Mm-hmm. And I, like, wasn't, you know, super approachable back. I was just like, I don't even know why I'm talking to you. What's happening? And I was texting my girl. You know, you're, like, screenshotting. I, I, I have a bad, bad habit of screenshotting conversations with men sending uh-huh. it to girlfriends. Oh, I think we all yeah. do. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my God, can you believe him? Right. Um, so you want the confirmation? I get it. Exactly. So I meant to send one of my girlfriends a screenshot of, of oh, the Oh, and it went to him. Well, and we'll know what it said. It was No, actually, it wasn't a screenshot. It said, I can't wait till the next time he asks me out so I can send him this. And it was a meme of Simon Cowell saying, it's a no from me. Ooh. And <laughs> burn. I realized literally a week later that I sent it to him. And I was mortified. I was just like, I'm going to crawl in the hole. Oh, and my God. Never, like, no wonder he goes to me round two. And he, and he texts me today. And he's just like, You're, yes, I know I'm really bad at communicating. And I'm thinking to myself, are we ignoring the fact that I completely mortified myself? Like, are you serious? And then he said something else. And then I just, I was texting my, my friend again. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to make the same mistake again. But I just feel like I should send the Simon Cowell meme again. It's a no from me. And and he goes, you really like those, like, gifts, don't you? And I was like, yeah, I mean, dude, I don't know. So he's sorry. He has a lot of explaining to do. And, you know, Kyle's always the romantic that's like, give it a chance. <laughs> but, like, what? I don't know. I'm listening, and the New Yorker in me is like, mm, toss him, move on. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, mm, tough love, tough break. Seriously. I, well, the thing is, is, like, dating here is very difficult oh, for dating a great woman. For, for guys bad. like Kyle, it is... I'm sorry. Like you guys have literally the pickings of the most beautiful men. You do, but you also have a lot of craziness too. You do. <laughs> it's but, like a mix of beautiful craziness. But you did mention to me earlier, like it, I think in the weekend, that like yeah. this is a week for like love yeah. and all of this. Like talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, it's like I mean, for instance, I was even talking about like you know the sun and Jupiter dancing on the seventh, and then Venus and Jupiter dancing on the eighth. Mm-hmm. And so you know these these things, these energies do have an orb of influence, so they can kind of start a little bit before, a little bit after. You know, and they kind of like hit your chart in your life you know, because it's coming here now. But, you know, uh, I would say predominantly for the, the fire and the air sign, the first, you know, the first... I'm an air sign. Or no, am I an air sign? Yeah, air, yeah. yeah. I I'm just, like, <laughs> literally had the biggest brain for That was so funny. Well, you did just see, you know, see Oprah. So, like, I feel like we can give you a pass. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's like, she's totally just like, woo! <laughs> Who am I? Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, so, you know, I would say for the first, basically, the first three weeks of the month, the air and the fire signs are super blessed. You know, you guys have so much luck and opportunity that's on your side. However, about mid-month, it really starts to to shift to the earth and the the water signs. But there are certain aspects that everyone universally can kind of align with. Like, we have one on, on the 24th which is Venus and Mars, the cosmic lovers, unite in the same place in the sky. And so because of that that energy, everyone's blessed with with passion and love, and and, and everyone can kind of harness that. But obviously for certain signs, it's even more potent. And so, you know, I'm... There's like all of this alignment in my love life. Finally! (laughs) And I'm like... I'm literally get it, get it. I'm like I'm like <laughs> plotting it out. I'm like, okay, this is gonna happen, this is gonna happen. And it's also, I, at this point in time, I don't even care who it is. Because, I love it. Because I know No shame. No, because it's uh, the thing is it's, I'm not gonna I'm not just gonna go on some random date with somebody that I'm not attracted to. But sure. you know, like let's say someone 
that I had chemistry with before or whatever was like, hey, like, I'd love to see you. And I'd be like, okay, cool. I'm open to the universe. Ah, I'm not necessarily okay. planning that he's going to be my husband. But yeah. I'm, You're open. You're here for it. Yeah, okay. I mean, literally, I've, I've charted over the next six months. I'm I'm going to be in a significant long-term oh, relationship. Oh, I'm like so excited that I'm going oh, to be at the beginning part of this, and like I get to follow along with this now. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> excited. Yes. Like I can see it. And you are our friend now, so you will, I'm sure, get to constant updates. Yeah, I'm stoked. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I live for this. When I when I'm when I'm engaged to getting married, you will be invited. Yay! I mean, listen, like I love my hubby to death. We've been married for seven years. Like we've been together for ten. It's like you know it's great, but I'm like, okay, I like to follow everyone else's love life now because it's way more fun. Oh, <laughs> but I mean, I've got actually some like great news about all that stuff too for you. You've know? oh. got lots of spice ahead. Ooh, I'm excited. All right, well, what else, anything else yeah. in the coming week that we want to talk about? Yeah, um, oh, this is just a huge week too. So yeah, like I said, so on the 11th though, we have a major, major day in ast- astrology for all of us. So two major planets will be causing news in the sky. Uranus, the planet of liberation and freedom, has been in Taurus. On this day, it is going to slide backwards in the sky for several months. This means we will all be trying to figure out what inside of us needs liberation and radical change. What do you need to break the chains mm-hmm. from? What do you need to, to be reborn from and to kind of really move forward? So consider how you can be more authentic in all that you do. If you are a Taurus or Taurus rising, though, you're going to be seeing your entire life shake up once again, but you've been used to this because it's been shifting for several months now, and it's going to continue for seven years. So Talking about yourself, yeah. I'm so excited, though, because like, my, life is I love radi- it. my life is radically different than it was before, you know? That's and, exciting. And, and I can see it very, very, you know, authentically, and I'm, I'm grateful, actually. And Kyle and I, truly, though, we have, like, a modern-day love story of people that were just, like, going through different things at different times, and really, like, aligned and helped each other, you know? That's amazing. And that's why this is so fabulous. Yes, and apparently in a past life, we were, like, Latin lovers. Oh, my God, I love it. Oh, my God, last week was the most nuts thing. I think one of the things that ever happened in my life. So, Rebecca Fearing is one of the most powerful psychics in the whole freaking world. Okay, I know the name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and Sam's been obsessed with her for so long. He's been like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I'm like, like, yeah, okay, you know. Right, like, capital O-B, obsessed. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, well, you know, Rebecca Fearing is like, okay, sure, who is this lady? I don't know. And I'm like, she traveled dimensions. Yeah. She talks about her past life. Well, it was nuts. So, like, you know, I did her chart, and we, like, swapped readings on her show last Wednesday. Wow. LA Talk Radio, and if you guys follow us on Instagram and all the things, it's on there. You have to watch it. Yeah. Check it out. It's two hours long, but like, <laughs> but it's worth it. <laughs> I mean, it's nuts, though. nuts, like totally nuts. And then just the, like, oh my god. So I, so it was funny because like I wasn't asking her anything specific. And yeah. Then she goes, oh, wait, who are you, Kyle? She's like, you're about to, you're go, you're coming into like massive love. And I'm sitting wow. here being like, and I'm like, I know because I can read my chart, and yes, because I can see the planets and everything. Right. And then she named, oh my god, I. Died. We were talking. Died. Oh my God, you guys! Like on the Uber on the way there, uh, I I said to him, I was like, if she mentions, I hope she doesn't, because I don't want to hear about him anymore. And that's basically what I said. And then she did, and I was just like, held his hand. I was like, oh dear God. Wait, wait, who did she mention? An ex. Oh, and there was this guy that I've been in love with for so long, and I hope he's happy and well. But like. Knew his name oh, and like ding ding ding. It was so, and I was sitting here being like, no, I li- I literally, you know those gr- like the gross yeah mm-hmm, when you like uh-huh. break out and you're just like so embarrassed but so mortified but so disgusted because I was like not even thinking about this person. Ah uh, yeah. And I, and then she's like, yeah, guys were like you've been married for like the last several centuries. Oh my but god. You may not be together this year, and I'm just sitting here being like, I just 
I just want to crawl under a rock. Oh right my now. god! Well, and just a quick plug for Rebecca Fearing. She has a show called Dancing with Ghosts. It's on LA Talk it's Radio. Amazing. It's amazing. I'm totally She's amazing. Check it out. Yeah, and she her readings are literally crazy, spot on. I trust her so so deeply. Yeah, it sounds like you do now too, because she oh. gave you that name, and you're like, oh well, shit. Well, yeah, I mean, she was telling me about it, and then after, so like on air, we like had a certain amount of time, and then she took us out for dinner because we were actually talking about different ways to work with her in the future. And yeah, she sat across from me, and she like gave me all of the information of that. I, and I wasn't even sitting here being like, I want to know. And she's like, this is what's gonna happen with this wow. person. Wow. You guys just like aligned, and she gave it to you. I, I, I yeah, and it was just like so she literally cool. gave me all this information about everything, and I just like. Whoa. We could do like an oh, entire, God. probably another two hours breaking down what happened. But <laughs> Whoa. Uh, we won't do that. So, so you guys nuts. need to check out yeah. um, our episode. I'm going to check it out. It. so cool. Yeah, we posted it on socials. But um, oh, all right. yeah, what yeah, else? Yeah, the last thing I want to say, though, for the forecast is we also on the 11th have uh, uh, one of the most massive blessings as well because Jupiter, the planet of miracles, has been retrograde since April and is now going direct and moving forward again for the next several months. So we each have been considering how we can make space inside of ourselves, our relationships, and our lives for new blessings since April. However, you know, now that we've had this time to contemplate how we can release this baggage, clear out the dust, now until December, we are going to be able to welcome in that luck, those miracles into our lives. So if you look to how your life was shifting from last November until March, you're going to see a hint of what now again is going to pick up steam. So you have received new information over the last couple months, and you now have a slightly different perspective than you did before. The path you thought was going to lead you to bigger heights isn't exactly what you'd hoped for, and so now you can see, over the coming months, a higher perspective, and you can create that life with what you want, with with those people, with that plan, and all of that now. Wow. Crazy, right? Yeah. All right, so that wraps it up for our weekly forecast. It sounds like it's going to be a good one, knock on wood. Stay tuned for our pop culture segment. See you in a couple seconds. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Astro Kiki Radio. We are going to be giving you the top three Hollywood stories of the week, as well as our celebrity, WTF, and much, much more. First story, I love The Bachelor, Bachelorette. Do, do you watch any of that, of Alex? <laughs> okay. This is exciting, because usually we have like a lot of amazing gay men on here that just don't watch. Um, so I don't have a lot of people to talk about it with. Okay, so there have been some serious drama that's happened. If you watch The Bachelor, Bachelorette, um, amazing. If you don't, it's okay, because it's still a very fascinating story. So we have Hannah Brown, who just finished last week her season of The Bachelorette, which was very unique and interesting, because the man that she picked... Jed Wyatt, uh, about midway through the season, all this news came out about him that he had a girlfriend coming out of the season and kind of had a master plan of how to manipulate the system. So, Allie, you watch the show, right? Mm-hmm. Were you, like, do you watch, do you list, like, read spoilers? Or? Oh, yeah, I totally read spoilers. It's just terrible, but I've been doing it for so long. Me and too. honestly, I I hate to say this, but I wasn't surprised because I just feel like now, and sorry about Nation, but, like, I just like everything is so planned and so calculated. And I miss the days where it was like Tristan and Ryan madly in love. Like they're still madly in love with their kids. Like had a real situation go down, fell in love, super passionate, weren't trying to manipulate each other. 
like when I think back to like even with Jason Mesnick, and mm-hmm. like good for you, you're with Molly now, and I'm glad it worked out. But like how he played, you know, who, who was it? Was it Deanna? Or um, it was Melissa, Melissa Wright Cross. That's right, dude. Melissa. I could talk. With you. Uh, she's like an OG pal. She knows everything. Yes. Oh my god. I and I was like way more into it back then because that was like when I was really really yes. into it. I still watch it now just to like check in. Mm-hmm. But like when I see this stuff with these stories, I'm like. Really? Like, even my mom will call me and be like, see, this is why I didn't watch this season, because when we used to watch it, it was, like, the OG, and, like, there was real things going on. Now everything's so manufactured and calculated, and, like, obviously, us all being in Hollywood, we also read between the lines, and we know a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes, and I feel like you're just like, okay, so that was planned, oh, and you signed a contract to be with that one, and it's just, I don't know, it's so manufactured, it makes me so sad. Well, it, it is kind of fascinating just because how much social media and oh, Hollywood yeah. has come into play, mm-hmm. which is a part of this story. So we all knew about Jed's um, misgivings before the <laughs> finale aired. So the finale aired, and Hannah had already, you know, broken up with him mm-hmm. and gave back the ring, blah, blah, blah. We dug into their, you know, um, mm-hmm. signs mm-hmm. and all this before. But runner-up, Tyler Cameron who is basically to America and to me, I, I like to think he is a god of a man. Um, really? Yeah, I think he's just uh, hot, but not only... I mean, he's cute, don't get me wrong. I don't know. There's something about him that I feel like, mm, I don't know. Well, that's kind of where the story goes. He was the runner-up uh, at After the Final Rose. Hannah tells the world that, you know, she uh, ended it with Jed, but she asked Tyler out for... A drink, which, you know, after watching a whole freaking season of an entire show, you're like, are you freaking kidding me? I mean, honestly. Like, I did not watch a season of a <laughs> right. television show for you to ask a man out for a Right, to go get a cocktail, like, yeah. literally. So everyone's like, <laughs> okay, sure, then maybe this is all producers or camera, whatever. TMZ caught them literally two days later. He's leaving her. She just moved to Los Angeles because I'm pretty sure she's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, my God. I was going to say the same thing. Like, don't you just know now? You're like, oh, you're moving to L.A.? Oh, so you signed a Dancing with the Stars contract. Check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she is the, I think, first Bachelorette. I think, did they do, tri- they did Trista, did, was she on it? I can't remember, but they. I uh, thought she had a hot moment on it. Mike Fleiss, like, made a thing several seasons ago about, like, letting men on and not women because women should be constant. Mike Fleiss is one of the producers mm-hmm. of the show. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of, but yeah, I mean, she didn't have a man, so I guess now she can dance. Oh, Because yeah, you, you, you only have to have one or the other. Right. Anywho, they go out. Um, he's spotted leaving the apartment early the next morning. You're like, oh, my God, yes, all of the fans are so <laughs> excited. This is actually happening, but he's in New York now. Goes back to New York, and a lot of fans like myself that are little weird stalkers and follow these weird Instagram accounts noticed about a month ago that Gigi Hadid um, and him started following each other on Instagram. No big deal, he's a model. But he was spotted out on Sunday night with Gigi Hadid at a bar in Brooklyn at the Soho house, and again the following night they hung out. So he spent the night with Hannah, and then apparently he spent the night or two with Gigi Hadid. Which have his cake and eat it too. I mean, <laughs> damn, that is um, some serious cake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the icing too. Totally. He, he's really living it up, but you know, we we've talked get about it. their <laughs> yeah, get it. their uh, Hannah and Tyler signs compatibility before, but we're also gonna throw Gigi in the mix to see like what the heck is going on here. Totally. Mm. So as we've talked about before, Hannah Brown and Tyler Cameron. Uh, we see right off the bat that they are super aligned. She's a Libra, whereas he's an Aquarius. So both are air signs, and they have a very good flow together. Both crave intellectual stimulation, a lot of communication, 
a need to chat out their feelings in order to feel comfortable diving further into them. Gigi Hadid, however, is a Taurus. Gigi and I actually have a very similar chart, which is like crazy because I was like, hell yes, man. <laughs> um, so to be honest, Gigi as a Taurus and Tyler as an Aquarius are not the typical couple that you'd think would align. Uh, they're both fixed signs and don't actually have an instant chemistry usually, and they can both be stubborn, and when they fight, they'll shut off from each other. Mm. However, there is always a mutual respect between the two signs because they're hardworking and very focused on building things that last the long term. So that's great. Well, we don't know Tyler's rising sign, Gigi's is Taurus as well. This means she's very purely a Taurus person, and Taurus are passionate, sensual, hardworking, ambitious, and extremely good in bed. <coughs> Just like Mr. Carl Thomas. Just putting that out there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's love season, you guys. I am going to get it. I'm going to get it. I was just helping out. I'm, I'm Kyle, when are you not going to get it? You are always getting it. That is not true. Dude, do not put me I don't know. I'm new to this, so I'm learning. I want it all the time. He's lucky. He says, do not put me out there like that. I mean, the last guy I was seeing was like for like a month and a half, and it was, he was a, never mind, let's not go there. Oh. I'm not going to say anything. It's a whole other podcast. (laughs) About Kyle's love life. Let's just say there was one master, and I'll be in charge of that. Anyways, um... (laughs) Uh, So let's uh, talk about some of these dates here, though. So uh, when we're looking at the dates of Tyler aligning with both Hannah and Gigi this month, there was a new moon opening a door in his house of marriage and partnership on July 31st. By him hanging out with both women in those days, it shows that he's truly looking for one and only and keeping his options open. So as an Aquarius, he wants to make sure he has a pride at his side so he's literally seeing who has more fun and chemistry with him. You know, is it Hannah or Gigi? Also, with his Venus, uh, which it, it, that's his Venus sign, it's uh, his love language, it's in Pisces, and his Mars, which is his sex drive in Cancer, it shows that he's inherently very sensual and creates a partner that he can connect to very romantically. He certainly can just have casual sex, but he, tried, he really tries to value a woman because, who is deeply feminine and he can feel strong you know, for and relate to. So we know he's on the hunt for wifey material right now, and with the new moon opening up for him, that means he's likely to find it. So, good job, bro. Oh. Yeah. I mean, listen, he has some good options, just being a Bachelor just a fan. <laughs> and, like, you know, wasting a million hours of my life on this season of The Bachelor. I would love for it to work out. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, you're like, please, just give me, throw me a bone, something. Yeah, so I can be validated. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's interesting. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, next. it's interesting. I didn't even know that, so it's funny that I totally was spot on when I was, like, checking him out. I was like, everyone's obsessed with him, and I'm just like, mm, you're not as sweet, American sweetheart as you think you are. I mean, is he trying to get her back? Like, you know, right. we're not, who knows? Mm-hmm. But the story will develop, and don't you guys worry, because I <laughs> talk about the Bachelor Bachelorettes all the time, and I'm sure Bachelor in Paradise will <laughs> and you'll be following all the social media profiles. <laughs> yeah. You really don't want me a dick, but come on, Hannah or Gigi, come on. Hannah. Gigi's going to, like, eat him and spin him That's out. what I was going to say. I mean, Gigi for a night, Hannah for life. Yeah. Imagine, who yeah. he's gonna <laughs> Imagine who he's going to meet through Gigi. What's well, going to happen to his career through Gigi. I'm, okay, so to what you were touching you know, on, right? I mean, I get it on the career side, sure. But they could have, like, it could be a career thing. It could be. It could be a little bit of, of work both. and play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's, I'm so looking forward to, like, like, 
play with husbands who also I'm working with. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm so pumped for it. Yeah. Well, let us know what you guys think. Reach out to us, but also let us know if you like this kind of content. And to be honest, I don't really care because I'm going to keep doing it um, <laughs> because I like knowing about it. Like, because I'm all about it. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay. All right. Next, we have another really interesting story. So, Julian Huff, who I, I adore. I've always followed her. I find her extremely fascinating. So, um, it's been two years since she has tied the knot with her husband, Brooks, I, I, I'm so, Locke, I can't, do not know how to pronounce his last name, it's L-A-I-C-H. I think it's Locke. It's Locke, yeah, I, I think, think that's so. correct. Um, and so in that time, you know, she's been a judge for America's Got Talent, as we know her, of course, from Dancing with the Stars, um, but she's been on a real journey of self-discovery over the past couple of years, and she has recently admitted to um, a magazine that she is not completely straight. And she's told her husband that. And he has his own podcast now, and they have spoken about, you know, how she's not totally straight. And she's from Utah. Like, I'm not exactly sure if her family is Mormon or if they just have, like, some kind of Mormon roots, but they're very Mm -hmm. religious. Um, And that kind of was a shock to me because that's... I was surprised, too. What do you think about the reveal of that and how all of a sudden she's just very open, like... I'm I'm not straight, but I'm married to a man, and I chose you, and I love you. Right. Yeah, no, I thought it was interesting. I mean, like, kudos to her. You know, everyone everyone's different. You know, like, whatever ticks inside of you is what works. I think for her, the fact that she was going through kind of this self-discovery and journey over the last few years, obviously something, you know, transformed inside of her that she realized, like, maybe that she was hiding from or something she wasn't actually handling, you know, and it was maybe just, down there and then when she actually allowed herself to go to that space it was like oh maybe I am this way as well but I chose this life and I'm happy with it and I don't think there's anything wrong with that you know it's it's like I was saying earlier it's whatever you create it's whatever you choose to create and cultivate and just because maybe something inside of you is one way doesn't mean you have to necessarily live that life either it really is whatever you know you're truly feeling and what resonates with you yeah. So, I mean, I think it's like kudos to her to share that and be so open because especially being in such a public eye and who she is and the brand she's been associated with and how kind of straight arrow she is to be so vulnerable and so honest and open. I'm like, good for you because that's like authentically you. So if that's what you want to share and that needs to come out to like essentially be released to feel like, hey, this is like where I am as well and I didn't know how to share it, but now I am. Good for you. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so, so beautiful. Well I love that. Yeah. yeah, and how her husband has reacted because, you know, they've come out like, you know, very religious mm-hmm. and, and wholesome, but he, I think a lot of people, and probably Julianne too, were just expecting him to kind of be like, whoa, of like WTF. Right. But he, he's racist. It seems like actually it's affected their sex life in a positive way. They're like, there's all these articles out there about her loving him sucking her toes and oh, I was wow. like okay cool. interesting I mean cool, good for you you know yeah it's a it's an open book now right and so we talk a lot about in the show about transformations with different celebrities and people um, mm-hmm. with their astrological signs Kyle is able to match it up to so I was curious what's going on with her and her husband yeah so this is such a fun and interesting story because it's a perfect example of how eclipses change our identity when they fall in our sun sign or rising sign Julianne Huff is a uh, cancer as is Brooks Locke, her husband. We've been having eclipses in Cancer since July 2018, and this trend will continue to occur for over another year. 
These eclipses are falling in both of their sun signs, so they are being redirected onto their destined path and are having awakenings and realizations about what they need. They're both also experiencing eclipses or destined moments in their partnerships. So this can break people apart if they're not supposed to be together or bring them closer. Clearly it is bringing them closer and they are being stronger for each other at this time. Her evolution, as well as his, will continue for the coming year and a half. And when these eclipses are done, they will realize that they have transformed closer to who and what they were always meant to be. Wow. And they are, you know, kind of, uh, he's also opened up about IVF stuff with her and having children. So I'm interested to see where their love story yeah. goes. Because it, it seems, like, I've watched their wedding video randomly on a Sunday, like, over <laughs> and have, like, cried. Why not? Like, I so, love her. <laughs> it's so wholesome, beautiful. She has the coolest celebrity, like, best friend. I know. I love her. I've met her. She's wonderful. Yeah, I haven't met her, but I feel like I really love her. And yeah, I would. I'm really excited that uh, her story is taking on a a more unique turn mm-hmm. that isn't just, like, the regular straight arrow that we expect a lot of people like her to. Right. So kudos to her and her husband, and I hope they have some fun in the bedroom. <laughs> I'm trying to make a baby. All right, next we have uh, Katy Perry is going through some stuff because Dark Horse, which is a song of hers uh, several years ago, which is actually one of my favorite Katy Perry songs, um, She's being sued for $2.78 million in copyright, and the jury found against her. Like she, it, it, I heard that. Yeah, and so basically what happened is that Dark Horse, and there was a nine-member jury, they previously found that the songwriting behind the 2013 hit, God, it's so long ago, it seems like yesterday, um, the co-creators, Dr. Luke, who is a, hmm, it's a very interesting name to be involved in this story, actually, now that I'm rereading it, because if you guys know who Kesha is, mm-hmm. do you remember that whole thing that went on with her? Oh, that's yeah. The, that's the same dude. Oh. Um, and so there was a 2008 song, it was like a Christian song, um, called Joyful Noise, and they decided that, the jury decided that, yeah, they did copy them, and, oh. um... I mean, Katy Perry apparently is only going to be responsible for only $550,000. Only $550,000. Which I is mean, like... It's just tough case. Yeah. <laughs> Capitol Records will bear the brunt of the amount, but they are fighting it, and Katy Perry has made public statements how, you know, they... This BS, and they are wow. going to move forward with challenging it, but a lot of... There's all these articles that have been written about how this could possibly change the music industry because think about how many songs are samples of different things mm-hmm. and you know they say oh we're inspired by this right it sounds a lot like it yeah so true yeah mm-hmm. so I mean this is not the first time that she's been accused of that think of uh, mm-hmm. what was it with Roar oh that's mm-hmm. right you yeah know, with but don't Burrell. you feel like sometimes like I- I'm a fan of her but like don't you feel like sometimes like she kind of gets singled out because there's a lot of other artists that kind of do that all the Rihanna time. Does it, somehow, does yeah, it. like Taylor somehow Swift? she always Taylor seems Swift? to be at the yeah. brunt of it, and I'm like, why? And me and Kyle are big Taylor Swift stands. Mm-hmm. Like, but she had a new song named Archer that came out, which both Kyle and I actually were not a fan of. We love all of her songs, but yeah. it had um, uh, what's that song that's in Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion? Um, time after time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the it literally sounds. So much like it. Oh, I'll have to listen. Again. Yeah, you have to listen. Well, um, think of Ariana Grande's Seven Rings. That's what I was just going to say. 
Yeah, but that, mm-hmm. like, I feel like that might, because she's tried, she's been sued as right. well. Right, sure. Um, but this is actually, I think, one of the first ones that they, a jury is saying. Right. Like, so now, like, where does, like, kind of the book fall and how is it going to keep? Interesting. Yeah, and, and so I, I put this to Kyle to kind of how is this mm-hmm. going to affect her life and her career. Mm, totally. So as we mentioned in past episodes, Katy Perry is a Scorpio sun, Scorpio rising, and Scorpio moon. Which oh. means I am terrified of her. Oh, so she is like a true she Scorpio. Sure. Wow. Do not want to piss her off. Yeah. You know, she's got, AF. Right? She's got the best traits, but also mm-hmm. the more. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. And I think maybe that's why a lot of people actually do come after her like that. Mm-hmm. Because she'll go to war too. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Or the adversary. She's a worthy adversary. I mean, Mm. for sure, for sure. Yeah. So, other things here, though, is, however, the true information that would inform this specific project is tied to the date that Dark Horse was not only written, but copyrighted originally. Unfortunately, I couldn't find that information because it would be helpful to see what is going on with this specific property. While I did find that Dark Horse was released in September of 2013, that isn't the date that would inform the astrology of it, because we need the signed contract showing what date it was birthed. So, oh, so like when it was actually created. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's not even just like when you write it, it's when it is signed into something. Mm-hmm. So every person, relationship, project, film, company, nation, state, pet, all have a different natal chart. And by looking at that exact moment of birth, you can see what's ahead. So for instance, if I agreed to be someone's boyfriend today, my relationship with him would be born as a Leo, and I could chart where it's going through that information. Mm. And obviously, if there, you know, there can be new evolutions of a relationship, but I'd need the specific evolutions. And with Dark Horse, I'd need the copyright date, and then I could also look at the release date and see where, it at, where it's at now, because oh, I would see so the evolution. interesting. <laughs> yes, it's very, very complicated like that. So, however, though, for Katie, though, we can see that there are a few things affecting her. Mars, Venus, Mercury, and the Sun are all in her fame sector, and so she is clearly in the spotlight right now. However, there was a retrograde in her fame sector that we are revisiting now, and that's why we are seeing these things be, you know, shown in a new light once again. So that's why they're kind of like coming back Exactly, exactly. Okay. So the details and such will be sorted out by August 15th, but her career will still be having negotiations and contracts going on about this until August 29th. Oh, Jupiter is also retrograde in her money and income sector, meaning that she is is going to have to repay for those things that are owed, but she's actually increasing her money and income this year, so it's really not going to put a dent in her. Yeah, it's really going to do like very little. Good for you, Giddy Bay. Yeah. Um, And then on August 2nd, there was a harsh angle between her career and her partnerships, and a similar difficult angle is going to happen again on August 16th. So she is going to have bad news on those days. Oh, damn. Yeah, but overall, she's freaking Katy Perry. She's a global icon. So, you know, I only really do see good things for her. So I'm really not, I don't really feel right. like Right, yeah, you're like, there's your little bump in the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's right. great because like, she is one of those icons where I'm like, I know I'm going to meet her. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I can already just like feel an alignment. I'm mm-hmm. just like, how, actually, no, I did meet her. Um, but I'm going to like hang out with her. So I was actually at uh, the the Years and Years concert like last last October. Uh-huh. And I got really, really great seats through a friend from like literally the band sent an email to us. And so we were standing there and just hanging out. And then suddenly like everyone in the whole place started turned around and started looking at us. And I was like, oh my God, what is going on? What is going on? <laughs> and then I turned around and Orlando Bloom and she was standing right next Stop to me. Stop it. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm drunk. 
<laughs> like, oh my god! Yeah, I, I was love like, it. And then you grow into bloom, so sexy. Okay, well, you know, I always like to kind of give my red carpet stories when I can in their uh, fails and triumphs. Uh, Orlando Bloom, I was at Comic-Con. He has a new show coming out um, mm-hmm. on Amazon called Carnival Row. I and saw that. Yeah, so it, it was a huge carpet at Comic-Con, and I'm a very gracious person uh, as far as sharing, you know, with other interviewees. Um, and so there was people next to me. They're like, everyone, we can group, get one question with Orlando. And someone came in. I was like, okay, fine, you take it. I'll get him. I know. I'll get him. After the person asked the question right next to me, that was literally from, like, Kansas or something. They were like, we're pulling him. And I was just like, oh, no. I need to stop. I need to start being more of a dick. Yeah. Orlando, you're coming to me. So um, that yeah, was you were like it. right there. You should have just grabbed him and like, listen, ten seconds, go. I know. Um, I, it's too much Midwest <laughs> in here. But uh, yeah, and have we done a deep dive into them before? I'm not mm, sure. We we're gonna do it in the future. Mm, yeah, I'll be but listening. But speaking of celeb WTF, which is one of our favorite segments, which usually puts whether it's friends, lovers together, and to see like they seem random. Why? Mm-hmm. Why do they connect? This week is Cameron Diaz and her husband, um, Benji Madden. Mm. So I remember when I saw that they got married, I was just like, what the heck? Because I've always been very good fans, big fans of them both. So um, Benji was part of the early 2000s pump rock pop band Good Charlotte. Who like I was, That was my high school. That, like, that's my high school. Jared, I love what you're on with you. Yeah, so good. And uh, his, bro- his twin brother is married to Nicole Ritchie, mm-hmm. and she actually introduced Cameron and Benji. Oh. And so Us Weekly broke the news that the two were dating in May of 2014, and then by the December of 2014, they were engaged after dating for only seven months. So when you see that kind of thing, you're like, okay, someone's, you know, just having a thing and they're having sure. a love affair. It's not going to last. But um, they tied the knot January of 2015. And January 2018, they wanted to have a baby. They're having problems conceiving, which, you know, like makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like people are getting older and all that. But they've been together for a long time now. And it seems like they're going to continue to be together for some time because I mean she dated Justin Timberlake before that. Mm-hmm. Do they? Uh, how similar? Like I mean it's it's so random to yeah. me. Yeah. Right? Well, it's like kind of I mean pretty much opposite, right? Yeah. Um. So I was. It's one of those things. I'm like, how does that work? Like, how does that work, Kyle? So <coughs> sorry. I guess I'm going through puberty. Yeah. <laughs> I am too. My voice is cracking a lot. <laughs> Cameron Diaz is a Virgo sun with a Cancer rising. Benji Madden is a Pisces sun. We don't have his rising sign. Right off the bat, they serve as a clear example of how the house of partnership in astrology works. Cameron is a Virgo, whereas Benji is a Pisces, and they are exactly 180 degrees across the stars from each other, meaning that they represent a yin and yang and to, each, uh, to each other, and they have a very clear completion one together. And that's why they worked, work very well together, because they challenge each other but also inherently trust one another as well. There's a comfortable flow between them that is fun and creative. Cameron actually brings stability and security to Benji, whereas Benji brings up more spontaneity and imagination to Cameron. They both want to work together and have a lot of fun doing so, and that's why they support each other. Some, important, some interesting things to note is that in May of 2014, Jupiter, the planet of miracles, was in Cameron's rising sign, meaning that she was launching important new beginnings that last for the coming 12 years. Mm-hmm. Also, it was in Benji's solar fifth house of true love, so he was falling really hard for her. 
Venus, planet of love, was dancing through Cameron's natal house of partnership in December 2014 when they got engaged. And then in early 2015, when they were married, the sun was in Cameron's, Cameron's natal house of partnership, bringing immense power and strength to this area of her life. However, the last thing I'll note for Cameron is that when news broke that they were having trouble conceiving, which was in January 2018, this was because Saturn, the planet of obstacles and hardship, was literally in her house of fertility. Oh. So she was going to have to, choose to put in steady and hard work to get pregnant, but the payoff will be there. Things will look easier for her to conceive from March to July 2020, and then onward after December 17th, 2020. Wow. Yeah. I love what you said, too, about them being, like, so opposite but still balancing each other. Because I feel like that's my husband and I. Like, we're complete opposite. And before I met him, I was dating, like, a DJ who was super same as me, and we fought all the time. And everybody would be like, how did you go from him to your husband? And I'm like, I don't know, but it just worked. What's your husband say? Justin is a Capricorn. Of He's uh, okay, December yeah. 27th, 1983. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, that, that would be a house of partnership, too. So, like, Taurus and uh, Scorpio, Libra and Aries, mm-hmm. you know. So, usually you find that people have a lot of certain planets that are across the sky from each other when you mm-hmm. see important relationships uh, in business or love. So interesting. Yeah. Well, speaking of you. Oh. This is your time, Allie. We are going to talk all about you, your sign, your daughter, and all the partnerships and exciting things that you have to come. Well, I have a lot of information that I looked into you, and we I don't know how much time we fully have, but I'm going to send it to you and give it to you. Oh, yeah, sure. excited. We have about, yeah. like, uh, 10 good minutes. Yeah. All right. All right, so Allie Levine is a Cancer Sun, Capricorn Rising. However, you're the last degree of Capricorn Rising, so your entire first uh, uh, first house of identity also contains Aquarius. So whenever Aquarius energy is highlighted, that's when you're actually in more in your power mm-hmm. and really radiant. Because you are having eclipses take place in your sun sign and your house of partnership, you are being redirected on your soul direction right now. Major shifts in evolution are taking place t- for you specifically and began last year around July 12th, 2018. These transformations are going to continue and you, you will see them reach a major you know, evolution by the end of 2020. When major eclipses take place in our sun sign, we sometimes feel like our lives are changing before our very eyes, and there's so much taking place all at once. This is an exciting time, so don't feel crazy. This is literally pushing you toward where you're meant to be. This is right now for her. Yeah, absolutely. Also, with eclipses falling in your house of partnership, especially this year, you've been noticing an important focus on relationships, and this can be in business or love. You may be Noticing an un- like unhealthy business partnerships ending, but the good ones are actually evolving and moving to the next level. Mm-hmm. Very true. Well, yeah. so I, I know, like, obviously you can't tell us any kind of specifics, but are you feeling those things? Oh, yeah, no, I'm, like, nodding my head as he's saying this because I have been feeling this massive transformation since last year. And I feel like I got, like, glimpses of it when I was pregnant almost two years ago, but then it started mm-hmm. to really hit me last year and I've been feeling like sometimes I'm spinning out of control and I'm like why does this seem so crazy and why am I looking at this person so differently and people even call me out and say like you don't like look at that person the same anymore or you don't like you know have the same values as us and I'm like no it's not that I'm just in a totally different space I've even said this to my own parents I'm like I know I sound crazy but like I just look at everything so differently now and everyone's like what and so now him saying this I'm like Oh, okay. Well, you were, also ha- you were also having eclipses in Aquarius, which is in your identity uh-huh. the, since 2017. Wow. So that's why this, this evolution is rapidly speeding up for you. So, I mean, for real. I mean, yeah. that's why those transformations are happening now, but they're still getting more intense. And you're okay. shedding the dead weight. You're really coming into 
your your moment of being like, this is who I am, and I am so happy with me, and you can take it or leave it because I'm still going to take over the world. Yes, I love it. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's literally what I can see in your chart. Really? So, wow. Yeah. So then one big prediction I have for you oh. is that you're going to be spending a lot of time growing big plans throughout most of 2020 and really assessing what you want for the coming 12 years of your life. You're, you're going to also be doing some important healing you need to do in order to grow and releasing any karmic baggage that is weighing you down, and only you know what that is. Mm-hmm. However, starting December 2020 till March 10th of 2022, you will have massive luck and beginnings taking place. During that entire time, you will be creating the patterns that will follow for the 12 years after that, and you'll be luckier than you have been for the last 12 Wow. Or the last, the 12 after that. So 24 years of your life here are all centered around that point in time. Wow. So those dates. During this time, you are lucky in every single area of your life. So the sky is the limit. So look ahead. The best things are truly yet to come, and they're going to happen. Uh, however, back to now, some important dates that I have for you is that you're likely to see some important career news around October 13th, so plan for that. And then when it comes to love and romance, a new moon in this sector that is going to determine all of 2020 for you opens on October 27th. So use the 10 days that follow that to really build more love with your husband Uh and go after it and amplify this energy because it's going to affect your love life, like I said, for a whole year. You're also going to be feeling more creative and you're more fertile at this time, as well as your your child's been feeling uh, very important to you, even more than usual. Wow. Does this make sense? Yeah, no, it does make sense. And it's... And it's funny, like, just to give a little insight, like, Josh and I have been trying to figure out, you know, like, when we want to go for baby number two. Because part of me feels like I'm crazy and I am finally back, you know, in my career and I'm taking Amelia Ray with me everywhere and just making it work. And I'm like, what am I, crazy to, like, get pregnant again and, and, you know, get into it? But then again, going back to what you were saying with transformation, my heart and soul tells me it's the right thing and that I should just, like, go for it and not be afraid of, like, what will happen with my experience and that. So you saying that actually is, like, such a great, like, affirmation for me to be, like, okay, no, like, there is something aligning within you and, like, what it you're really feeling is. is correct. Well, there is um, because I'm very aware of, like, all of the entertainment and yeah. influential things that are going on around me. Like, this mommy, you know, influence, and I know, like, that might be a, a name or a pigeonhole, like, you sure. perhaps, like, don't want to be stuck in forever, mm-hmm. but it's something you probably, you know, can and should embrace and make money off of, too. Yeah, no, and it's so funny, because my agent has said this to me as well, and my publicist, and it's, like, a space that I never thought that I would be in, but now that it's just kind of happened, I'm, like, so grateful, so I'm, like, now finally starting to embrace it and just go with it, because I'm, like, well... People are asking me for it, and I'm in it, so, like, why not? Well, like, and I yeah. appreciate you saying that. It's beautiful, and it's incredible because, you know, being a mother is something that everyone on earth can at least have a touch or understand, yeah. and it gives you such an immense, you know, wide of connecting with people, and, mm-hmm. and I think it's just very, very powerful, and it needs yeah. yeah. No, and, and like what you said with connecting, like, I have never felt like my followers and social media and all these different places, like the messages I get and the emails and the constant like communication. I'm like, wow, these people really feel like they know me. And in a sense, I kind of feel like I know them because I'm talking to all of them on the regular and I've never had that Mm -hmm. before in my life. So it's pretty wild. Well, um, we do like have, you know, just a couple extra minutes, Kyle. I know that you have had maybe dug into a little bit of her daughter. Yes. Um, I want to hear. I want to hear. 
So your daughter, Amelia, has a very lovely chart. I pulled it together, and I'm going to email the whole thing to you as okay, well. Okay, cool. I'm excited. So some important things to pick off right off the bat for her is that she's an Aries sun mm-hmm. with a Scorpio rising. So for her entire life, she should read both Aries and Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Her Aries sun is very important to her personality. It determines a great deal of her focus, reactions, and temperament. With her being a Scorpio rising, everyone is going to notice that she has this magnetic, mysterious, and very powerful edge to her as she grows. She's also going to be super intense. Yeah, already. (laughs) Scorpio are naturally very sexy, but extremely dramatic. Mm -hmm. There's just all of that flow. She is going to be ruled by Mars as her primary ruler. So she's going to be aggressive, assertive, sexual, and dramatic. She will also char- watch out. <laughs> she will also charge into confrontation and seek to always win. Oh yeah, Sherry does that. Now. <laughs> How old is she? Sixteen months. Oh, oh yeah, my girlfriend goodness. is like already like, no mom, like this is what I'm doing, and like we'll have a little you know meltdown. But I've learned to just kind of walk away and let her melt down and figure it out instead of being like, what's wrong? How do I fix it? Because I realize that no matter what, she's going to try to rule things anyway. So, I mean, yeah. that's literally what her chart is. Yeah. Doing. No, it's so interesting you're saying that because I'm like, wow, she's so determined. I mean, I well, knew just from Aries, I was like, oh, I'm so in trouble. <laughs> literally the next sentence that I have here is going to make your like jaw drop. Sometimes it'll feel like she's not listening to you, but you've got a guy with a soft hand because that's how she's more likely to listen to you. Um. When you are on her, when you and her are on the same path together, you're going to be unstoppable together though. So this is really exciting oh, for you. so exciting. So I'm super pumped for that. The last thing I'll note for her though is that Jupiter is in her identity sector, and this means that she was born beneath the luckiest star. It means that she is going to naturally have a larger-than-life personality, but luck is always going to favor her. Also, the rich, famous, and powerful will always smile upon her throughout her entire life, because naturally she will have the star personality that sets her apart, even from all of the famous children around her. Wow. That's intense. Like, she literally would be like, BAM! Wow. Like, yeah, I mean, not, it, I, not to be weird, but I have the exact same thing. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Him, her, Gigi Hadid, they're all going to be I mean, now we get good company, so I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I mean, well, I'll take it. That's, I mean, at like, not even seven months old, she signed with Zuri Baby Agency, and that was like, this wow. This is what I'm talking about. Okay, wow. I know. I, was I like, had wow. no idea how ironic, Yeah, right? I know. I was like, oh, okay. They're like, yeah, she's great. And I was like, all right, sure, yeah, let's go for it. You're like, she's a babe. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, what do I know? That's such a whole new world to me. But like you said, like, I'm just embracing it and going with it. So from what you're seeing with my chart, like, and I don't know if you can see this, but, like, being that I am in the space of, like, thinking about that second baby, am I reading myself correctly? And yeah, like, absolutely. okay. I mean, even, like, even, let's say, we hadn't had everything that you were talking about before, about, like, yeah. your transformation, your mm-hmm. identity, and then the children, I would have already picked that up for you uh-huh. because of the eclipses and, and talking about that. So, for instance, one, you know, talking to you about a different story we had today, Julianne Huff was having, she's having these transformations and these coming out and she's figuring out all of these, these awakenings that she's happen, right. having. And she has a similar chart to you. Oh. And, but for you, there's, there's a different transformation that's going on. Right. You know, you're coming into this awakening of like, you know, I'm a mother, I'm loving this, and I can do something with this, mm-hmm. and I want more of that. And, and that's why, you know, you are being redirected to your highest potential in the most gratifying ways. And for people so that, cool. yeah, for people that are like, that fight it, they're, they're like, or like people that are uh, cancers or Capricorns, especially, especially right now, if they're like in a, an unhappy relationship and they're fighting to hold on, right. it's going to make them miserable and they're actually missing out on opportunities for better, better partners because wow. this is not going to happen for them again. So crazy. I mean, after, after 2020, 
I think it's like 10 years. Oh my God. So it's like, hey. So everything I'm feeling like within my penetration, I have to just basically keep going with and allowing mm-hmm. myself to feel it and not, like you said, feel like I'm spinning out of control and crazy and just allow it. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's what I've been trying to do. I've been trying Release. to be... Oh, hi, kitty. I've been trying <laughs> to be, like, exactly releasing, and I've, and I've noticed, like, some days I'm extra tired or I'm, like, really almost, like, feel like, like how you were saying the shedding mm-hmm. really resonated with me because last year I literally felt like and a part of me, like, had died, mm-hmm. and I felt so tired for, like, months on end, and I felt like, obviously, part of it was the postpartum depression, but part of it felt like so much of my soul, Yeah. and my husband doesn't know what to but he doesn't really get all this, most straight men don't, and so I was, like, telling him this, and he's, like, okay, sure, babe, and he humors me, but I was, like, no, I'm telling you, like, I feel this, so that's so, like, validating and affirming to hear you say that, because I'm, like, okay, I am following, like, this path, and I am, like, being awakened and like I am at this new level like spiritually and paying attention and it makes me feel good that like I am like awakening and and allowing it. Absolutely. You are not crazy at all. You are completely in alignment. (laughs) I I am crazy but I'm in alignment. I'll take it. Good crazy. Yeah, totally. Well, speaking of good crazy, that's going to bring us to a quick game of our favorite game which is Bang, Marry, Kill. What season are we in? We're still in Leo right now. Leo. Leo season. Who do we got, Kyle? So we have three and we always let our go our guests go first. Oh, with goodness. Sean Mendez, Christopher Nolan, or Sam Worthington? Oh, gosh. Do you need any photos? Yeah, uh, yeah, I was like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'll go, here, you want to pull them up? You pull them up. There's kitties all about my water. All right. Aries, get out Aries. of here. Aries. I thought the name of the kitty. Yeah. yeah. Um, and He's this actually is... a cancer, but his name's Aries. Aww. For those that are listening, you. this is the beautiful cat. I was going to say, I know it's like, great for a podcast, but like, he literally just graced himself right into my face. I have two cats, so he probably smells for a and Dolce. This is Sam. Okay. Right. Sam Worthington. Okay. And, okay, so I will go first. Okay. Um, I am going to kill Christopher Nolan. Sorry. <laughs> I just am. He's that the director. Oh yeah, I would kill him too. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Kill, kill him in that. Um, I Sean Mendes is a bit of a um, interesting thing for me right now because I'm not sure really what's going on with him. We've dug into his chart a little bit in the past, and by the way, I mean stories that we bring up are like very hot for mm-hmm. some reason, probably because like we're tapping into something. But oh, him and like Camila um, Cabello are just like flaunting their love all uh. around recently. But I feel like it has maybe something behind it that's not completely real. Uh. Um, so I'm gonna bang him because I don't trust him. <laughs> um, and I'm gonna marry Sam. Yes, was it Sam? Sam. Worthington. Worthington. I was going to say, I'd probably marry Sam. Too. I think I pretty much have your same lineup. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm like staring at them. I'm like, yes, Sean. No, yeah, I would probably just fuck him. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm and like, he's not, why not? <laughs> I can write a song about right. that. Exactly. You know, perfect. Yeah. I'm happy with that. What about you, Kyle? I think I... You're going to marry Crystal Nolan, Nolan for the money, aren't you? Not for the money, but, like, a little bit. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, I think Christopher Nolan is brilliant. And I think that he is, you know, just so talented and, and you know, incredibly, incredibly talented. And just... He is. That's why I was like, I'll kill him. And powerful. <laughs> Very well, powerful. I mean, honestly, with him, I'm not even... I don't even care about his power. I, I really don't. I think that he is just brilliant. Okay. And so I think I probably would marry him, actually. Oh, okay. Because I feel like he would inspire me, mm-hmm. and I feel like that, you know, hopefully whoever I do end up with for 
ever inspires me. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. Either it's my muse. Your partner to inspire you. Yeah. You know, is my muse, mm-hmm. or you know, hopefully I'm his too. Yeah. Know, that would be great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm gonna marry Christopher Nolan. Okay. And I'm gonna bang Sam Worthington <laughs> as much as possible, <laughs> and I am just gonna like ride every piece of him <laughs> as much as possible. You always and take it there, you know? I It's me. <laughs> and then, you know, as much as, it's funny, Sean Mendes is like a sensation with the gaze and everybody wants him and I'm like, I want to go to his concert because I'm pretty, like, I love his music. I right. Try. He's <laughs> really talented. No, he's very talented. Amazing. Yeah, I think it'd be fun to bang him and have him sing to you at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just took it there, too. Exactly. I'm here for it, honey. <laughs> well, let us know what you guys think about this crazy, crazy um, trio of people that Kyle has brought to us this week. But thank you so much, Allie. Thanks for having for me. For joining so us. Much fun. Uh, please let us know where uh, we can find you and also what's coming up for you next. Oh, okay. So you can find me on all social media at Allie Levine Design. My website's AllieLevine.com. My new mommy podcast that hopefully you guys making an appearance on soon is called Stripped Down with Allie Levine, playing off Stripped Down Bravo. What's coming for me? Um, I've got some collections uh, in the works with some jewelry and accessories and some different things. A nail polish line actually just came out that I great for a podcast, but um, I'm showing you guys called uh, Nail and Bone. It's a collaboration actually gives back to the animals um, and the doggies especially. Her nails look amazing. They're Thank really you. Good. And they're like different colors named after the dogs. So I'm doing collaboration with them right now. I've got a lot of fun different brand collaborations, um, some different influencer work some mommy stuff going on, TV segments coming up. So a lot of exciting things happening. Awesome. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure. And thank you guys again for joining us. You can find me, Sam Davidson, at SamD43 on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm sure I'll post a little clip of me and Oprah because I have uh, Yeah, you better. I've, <laughs> I've been touched. It was a quick question with a million people there, but you want to know what? Oh, I've, yeah. I've been touched. That's so Amazing. thank you. And of course, uh, just like a quick shout out to Rebecca Fearing for giving <laughs> Kyle and I like the uh, two hour podcast reading of our life last week. You guys, so cool. I got to go find it. Yeah. I mean, she's like, she's literally one of the most talented mediums and psychics of our time. Unreal. Unreal. So cool. And I am Kyle Thomas, pop culture astrologer. You can follow me on Instagram at MR Kyle Thomas and Kyle Thomas on Facebook. Also, shout out to our partner. Horoscopes and at Horoscopes Daily on Instagram. We will be doing all sorts of content there soon. So thanks for joining us. We love you. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Astro Kiki Radio on the Left of Straight Radio Network. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Astro Kiki Radio, and you can also check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure to join us next week, and don't forget, we are the only E-News of Astrology.